1: Josh, how are you today? Man, we're just gonna go into this one. Yeah,
0: there's no reason to do some flimsy flamsy intro.
1: Flimsy flamsy. Yes,
0: you got some new glasses. I like them. They have space in the middle for your eyes to breathe.
1: Yeah, got the double bridge 1980s CIA. My
0: wife, you doing some heavy auditing
1: these days? I am. I've got a green green visor.
0: Okay, good. Just making sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's um, I like them. I saw them. I saw them on the line. So this is a weird thing. We can talk about a little bit of advertised. I still can't figure this out quite yet. But like, so I saw these frames I like that are unique to the to this decade. So would they be frames or a frame? I don't know. Gene, a custom jean custom jean. Everything everything is um gets a little more premium when there's just one of, one of them.
0: Or you want people to think you're premium. But I mean, a pair of
1: jeans, a pair of jeans is a stupid name for
0: one thing. It's not a pair of jeans. It's a gene. Yeah, but it is one gene. (laughs) But we're so used to saying pack a a pair of jeans. Pack a pair. Pair. Pick a pack of pack a a, pair of jeans. Anyway. so that reminds me, Uh, as I interrupt the middle of your sentence with the beginning of my sentence. uh, Whatever. We were the people's bank and trust company before 2004, Mm. and there used to be a promotion for a pickle picker. And the promotion was, picky people pick peoples. And they would hand you this tongue-like green Pickle picker, and you would stick it down in the jar, your big and, pick jar your, and pick your, your dill your,
1: pickle out. Your big—that's when you just got the big jar of pickles. When yeah, everybody just loved everybody pickles, everybody did that. Yeah. And so,
0: so the promotion was: get your pickle picker from People's. Come down to People's, where the pick, picky people pick People's for their pickles. Yeah. And it was this whole like tongue twister of a campaign, which I think is pretty terrible, but it's kind of funny to. Look at these old like pull up the old annual reports because they had like examples of it and I'd read through it and go picky people pick peoples for their pickles.
1: Uh, well, now we're in the world where where I was at my story earlier is don't uh, let the
0: middle of your sentence interrupt the beginning of my. So
1: life. I was um, <laughs> look at these frames. The company I normally used to buy glasses didn't have them. It was just an advertise. It was a, a bullshit a BS. Ooh, Ooh <laughs> catch catch. <laughs> it was a BS. I'll let you figure out what that stands for. Advertisement, because the supplier didn't have... Business sale. Didn't have the... It was a business it sale. It was a business sale. Didn't have the product that they put the ad in front of me. And I'm like, well, that's 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 a mildly disappointing. Shoot and gum it, is what I said. And I moved on with my life for another 40 seconds, and as I'm addicted to my phone, I picked it back up and kept scrolling. And lo and behold, if you will, another... Someone got targeted. Another ad came up with the frames, and so I'm like... You don't say. But not the... You know, these are specific to the manufacturer. We're such in the digital advertising world, like, to a lot of people, well, of course that's what would happen. Yeah, but how... I didn't say... I couldn't have described those frames out loud because the phones are listening... It had to have seen what I saw and matched the image to my desires, which is exciting. And I, I called one of our digital partners, and they're like, yeah, 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 this is an Amazon service. And it it's such a – it's cutting edge, but, I mean, that's like saying, like, I don't know, like, it's all cutting edge right now, but – Instead of listening to you instead of looking at your
0: clicks, your profiles, cookies, whatever,
1: it can now see anonymously what you are looking at and say and, and do more of a one to one like, oh, you're looking at table saws. You must be interested in this. Kind of a little more of an invasion of privacy, maybe, than even listening to you. But, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, everyone says it's anonymous. I read the the description of how to set up the service that that Amazon created. Uh, Weird. Little-known little fact, being accepted into MIT does not make you...
0: <laughs> <laughs> MIT worthy of a degree?
1: No, it does not.
0: MIT smart. It reminds, what you're telling me reminds me of the... Uh,
1: we will be figuring it out though.
0: Remember the one we did the conference call on probably a year ago now or we looked into we're, Blue jeans? Blue jeans <laughs> where you could have That's
1: the worst conference call. Where by you the way. could have
0: the um Name. where you would have your phone on if you were and watching TV and the phone would recognize a commercial on television and then put the ad in your feed or on your oh, phone on yeah. social media. So in other words, if you were watching a commercial about Toyota And then your phone happened to be on, there's some type of It was listening. It was, but it it, but it had like a like some type of sensory it wasn't the actual commercial, it was some type of like built in too high frequency for humans and the phone would pick it up. Yeah. And then you would be inundated with Toyota commercials. He just saw Toyota. And so you'd have a bunch of commercials about Toyota. The problem with it is the commercial you're seeing doesn't necessarily tie to any interest you have as a consumer. Didn't mean you, yeah. Didn't mean you asked for it. Yeah. You just But I, it's, I it, think it it's retargeting cool. and repetition. You could do it the other way, to yeah. where I was like on my phone looking at something, and then I put it down, and then it shot a message to the television, and the television had ads. Now that would be a little different.
1: Well, it's just frequency. It's like you've the ad buy reached you, so let's hit hit you a little harder. I mean, it's just like a heavier bludgeon for the old bludgeony style of advertising, which is obviously why we didn't necessarily adopt it. I mean, here's the thing. All this funny, nuanced stuff like this is out there, and we chase it just like everybody else, but, but so many people are so bad at the blocking and tackling of advertising. I think both because they chase the trend, like you just don't even do the good part, like the the center part well, the messaging, the branding. Well, the,
0: my criticism is the art. I yeah. think the Art has fallen off so much due to the rise of quantitative analytics and numbers and ROI, and especially in the banking industry, the gut, where it's built, the gut feeling. it's built on numbers. Yeah. Because I, I get 10 vendor calls a day of somebody with the, the latest customer database, slice and dice your numbers. We can tell you what they want and who they are. And I'm like, but what message you put in front of them still matters. Yeah. It still matters. And people don't, it, for some reason, that has fallen off the cliff.
1: Well, what it prevents, and I'll repeat a story: banking has become, or, or just bank marketing, the questions. And look, I don't mind reporting an ROI, but I have to do something to report an ROI. And just because I have an ROI for Renaissance Bank doesn't mean that that it's going to work for the next person. And I won't warrant that. You know, uh, banks operate differently, different footprints, different different client bases, different you know ability to service, and all of this. But I guess. Past performance is an indicator of future results. Regardless, what I'm trying to say is this: old, the story I, I've, I've told a couple of times now where it was like, I want something totally innovative, and we showed the client something <laughs> totally innovative, and they said, now show us where, where you've had success with this before. What or so where someone has
0: done something like this before that doesn't compete with us?
1: And that's the art <laughs> versus the science. You will never outpace the world if you were looking at someone else's results to build your campaign. It will always be derivative. And then I think of the movie Multiplicity, one of two movies I've ever walked out of. Multiplicity with Michael Keaton, bad movie. What was the other According to me. Um, The Clone Wars, Star Wars, Clone Wars Uh, movie.
0: You walked out of a Star Wars movie?
1: It was bad. My daughter, big into Star Wars, was like 8 or 10 when it came out. And we just kind of looked at each other and like,
0: Little known fact, his daughter's middle name is Leia. Mm. That's how big a fan y'all are.
1: Yeah. Carrie Leia.
0: Yeah. Palpatine. Carrie Leia Palpatine Wookiee. (laughs) Solo.
1: Can't even really pronounce it in this language. You have to go to the Wookiee language. Anyway, when they did the clone of the clone and it was like not not so good. It wasn't
0: clony enough.
1: (laughs) George Clooney should have been in it.
0: (laughs) George Clooney is like the third wealthiest actor in America, I read the other day, because he sold his tequila for a billion dollars or something. Yeah, but uh, I get... Uh, and so it didn't well, have anything to do with his acting, yeah. which I think is
1: hilarious. But Other okay. than people probably bought his tequila because, because of his... Yeah, bag, you know. uh, trickled down. Anyway, don't let your... Did it
0: trickle or did it pour? I don't know. Okay. Don't be a clone of a clone. Well, I think art gets overshot by bank management often because I repeat it often. We're in a conservative industry that's well regulated if not over regulated in some areas and maybe under in others depending on your opinion art
1: has to matter i hope no one thinks banking is under regulated legitimate have i mean i guess you seen
0: congress lately well i've seen <laughs> i guess the majority of it i mean watch their watch their hearings over the past 3 weeks yeah. uh, they want to they're,
1: they're i it's just all rhetoric that, nobody they, they don't care i will say this they they don't have any real care it's just like saber-rattling. Well, I mean, it'll, it they, may well, still ha- It'll happen. But.
0: Well, I don't know if I can measure, if we can measure their caring, but they care about certain issues that impact us. Yeah. No, no, no,
1: no. I'm just saying it, anyway. It, it's not rhetoric in that it won't happen. I just don't think that these people profoundly care that, or like, have that much intense but to, feeling. To where around. our conversation is
0: anyway. about, about the art, and which goes into content, Last week, we did a little thing about text messaging, and I talked about quantitatively, it looks like the perfect marketing. But it sucks. But quantitatively, it looks like a no-brainer. You should do it. Yeah. Qualitatively, it's a no-brainer that you should Yeah. People and, don't like this. And But I'll, I'll say this about SEC Shorts, the videos that we do, yeah. uh, that we post on Renaissance Nation that goes on Facebook and et cetera. Quantitatively, you'd be like, oh, you're going to do a three-minute skit every Sunday during football season with your brand name at the front for five seconds and at the end with a little closure about your brand. And it's like, quantitatively, you'd be like, why would you do that? Well, not only that, and you know I challenge
1: this, and this is surprising that this doesn't happen. If you don't live in the Southeast, I don't think you know how viscerally – Viral. It is. <laughs> anim- how much animosity there is in college football. I mean, people get into fights. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, San Francisco Giants fan, and Dodgers fans – Like, there have been knife fights outside of games. I mean, sports is ridiculously – people, I guess, care too much about it. But my thought was, like, if you pick on Ole Miss, like, those fans are going to call the bank and associate your brand with it. Or or that was a fear. It wasn't like – I didn't, like – push back but there's like none of that everyone takes it as the joke it is yeah and it's pretty fair and balanced on the picking
0: oh they pick whoever the story of the week is i mean a guy throws his shoe a coach gets in the hot seat like whatever happens but people take it as what it is in the
1: flow of like
0: we can laugh and we've opened accounts because of it i have i have quantitative analysis of people coming but in but you could
1: only get that after you made the gamble and people would come to do in and something go, Man, different
0: i love that i want to support the bank i'm going to open an account or i i got a bank with you guys you guys make me laugh every monday like I, when we start i tried it,
1: that was, with with tickling <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's> just, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work out those glasses are looking right up the tickler if that you know you're looking like that's that this. Be this hey
1: now. hey if people like really like people that make them
0: laugh just try to give a little tickle yeah that's uh that's right but the content is very different from anything anybody else does.
1: It's one. It, it, it is it. If anybody else tried to do it, they would just be like, uh, "We've seen come, that come before." On, Which is still amazing that it, no it, one because that people just do that
0: crap. Over two years, it's beat. It's beaten a hundred million views across all platforms. Yeah, we're kind of known for it now. It's almost like we can't back out of it. And so, I, Josh,
1: you didn't hear that. <laughs> I
0: knew. I knew it had done well when. Our C- CEO and COO and, and executives were on a conference call with investors on some investors' call because we're a publicly traded bank. And at the end of the call, they said, "Do you have any more questions for us?" And they brought up and said, "Tell us about these SEC shorts." Now, I've been doing a little bit of IR. I'm not the I head up more the media and, and the logistics of investor relations for our bank than the actual substantive number delivery uh, that our CFO handles. But I will tell you that in 15 years, 16 years of being at this bank, and probably 10 of them on being on. Some calls, I'm not on the, the big conferences they go to, but I am on once when we're you know talking about earnings and stuff. No one's really ever asked about anything we've done in marketing. And so, to me, that shows, you said trickle down. We were joking about the actor Tequila with Clooney. Clooney. The, the trickle up effect of it going from a silly little social media meme-ish video all the way to now – someone in new york that follows our bank sees it and entertains it and says i don't miss them on mondays like i look no. for it at 8 30 every monday during football season and and people are saying you made our football season like you made the season with the pandemic and games getting canceled like this was like the best thing we had going this year mm-hmm. or these little comic things that i sent all my buddies and so anyway i'm saying that the art made no sense to do that because yeah. we didn't have repetition we have repetition of a different thing every week, but it wasn't a commercial that just beat a brand into your brain all day long when you yeah. see it thirty seconds over three weeks of television or buying gross rating points or whatever. But sometimes you have to go with your gut, and say, and I I know they I know before we bought it they had talked to some other banks and some of them said well we just don't think we can get that approved. For various reasons. And well,
1: well, I mean, it doesn't fit into the wheelhouse. It doesn't fit um, in, in the... In so the, it's easier to say no. Yeah. And so... There, there is no criteria to... Uh, this isn't compliant, but it's not non-compliant either. And it now just, there's
0: banks saying... Well, it has nothing to do with bank products, yeah. which is a beautiful play in my yeah. mind, because it shows that we're a brand and we're alive and breathing. We're not just, give us a checking account, shake a hand, business is open. Here's another ad that looks like every other ad. Pretty people on a teller row. Drone shot above the building you know, we, we're we about relationships. Like, no, it's not. No. It's a totally different play on, on branding and marketing, and it's it's a, I don't know, I think it's gotten a lot of awareness for us and it was exactly what it was supposed to do. It wasn't supposed to open accounts and open loans. It's supposed to open the bridge to knowing who we are to then do that when they become part of the consideration set.
1: But weirdly, and I've said this on the podcast before, it was a lot like, I mean, it's much more, even though it is a digital platform, fast Turn around like a three person crew, four person crew total in the digital space, the, the the how they film, you know, all of that and the placement, the outlet. But it's still like 1950 advertising where Bonanza, show, yeah, Bonanza brought to you by Brillo yeah, Pad. Exactly. I mean, it, it, just because it wasn't like Bonanza was the place to that dishwashers, but it worked, but it worked, you know, in that in those days, you had one or two or two or three channels. TV was the thing
0: you did. So we've we spoken about this before. It's the the David Beebe uh, idea of be the be the show, don't be the commercial. Yeah, and, that, and given it is a commercial to tag in the show, I guess, per se, but we're still making the show. You're captive to it if you're watching it versus a commercial where you fade out. You might do something else unless mm. it's the Super Bowl and you're watching it. So where do you think content is going? Well, I mean, because <laughs> apparently we're coming out of the pandemic, according to Mississippi and Texas, where we are.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that uh, to date
0: this podcast uh, yesterday both states have announced 100% n- openings and no restrictions other than indoor sporting events at 50% capacity which means every other seat in my mind so it's like I don't know how much that's less than 6 feet so Well
1: states that have done wonderful jobs combating the pandemic uh it's historically I'm
0: not debating what they've the, done the, I'm the showing n- you num- where, where we are Well
1: I'm just saying that anyway Good on you. But again. knowing
0: that this is there's some shifts yeah. happening, where is content going within, I guess, banking and bigger picture marketing and advertising, in your opinion? Well,
1: I'll say this. I think that finding another SEC shorts is is incredibly difficult. Finding another content piece, especially short form content. We talked about, was it Quibi?
0: Quibi? Oh yeah, that died. I didn't think it would die as quick a death though. That had so much money behind it and yeah. so much investment, and I thought the idea of, but but I but, guess but, but this is
1: a lot like text message. It's this top down marketing. When you start saying they a lot in your strategy sessions, like they love that quick content. They love th- no one had that. They don't have a long attention span. That that whole thing smacked of like doing marketing to people. As far as where the trends of going of content, I honestly think, weirdly, and we've seen it, shows like The Shield on FX led into Breaking Bad and these other shows that made TV comeback, HBO's Renaissance. Premium, traditional, non-traditional is going to be the thing. So a lot of people are getting their entertainment from from very specific short-run shows. You know, instead of a two-hour movie, it's an eight-episode, eight-hour. We used to call that a miniseries when North and South would come on.
0: With Ori Main. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that is that,
0: that Patrick Swayze's? Yeah, character? he was wounded and his brother was on the other side and they oh. would meet him between a night and share family stories of the war.
1: But I mean <laughs> I mean that was I mean North and South was a twelve part miniseries event. Oh yeah. Um now it's just a show. So I think there's a couple of plays one in supporting those things like that matter you know live sports where there's culture there's another you know lightning did strike twice with to a degree was so true y'all uh, uh, the south has a culture a macro culture that you know is of each each state but is is homogenous across states I mean I think content ultimately won't change so much for banking it still has to be interesting relevant Valuable delivery could shift, you know, a little bit, but I mean, it's just finding those uh, ready-made thought pieces, those shows is going to be. I don't see it expanding. Is my point? I think a lot of the people that that have made that content and made those shows or the ones that sort of fought it out in the time when that was rewarding. Yeah, you know, like those two guys were fans of TV and sport and video production when TV was still cool. They were like me and my buddies that made a Pulp Fiction fan film in high school because we we liked making movies and TV. And I think what you're really seeing is this influencer world, as far as what content, you will will see a change in how content looks based on influencers and how they have the one camera set up and it's a person talking to a camera. I think your news broadcasts are going to change to look more like an Instagram influencer.
0: They've already got a new... uh is it NBCXL or something? What's it? Is it CB? I think it's NBC. I mean, Trevor Noah did this. They did um, Daily Show. They've got this new channel. It's digital. I think it's NBCXL. I could be completely wrong, but it's like quick paced news read by like younger people, and it's meant for. It's almost like a. <laughs> it's almost like a Twitter. Uh, it's like the reverse. It's like a live Twitter reading of news that they've created for for quick consumption of the news. Here's where I think to what you're saying. I think news as we know it, the evening news as we know it, is going to decrease more and more because I think people get real-time news off social media. And I think if you're a news organization, uh, you better be switching into from building your big story for the six o'clock hour to building your big story for any hour at any time. I think so the ability to be nimble and get your news out there and content quickly is going to change the way it's already there, but it's going to change the way things are received. Yeah. For banking industry, you have a little different take on what people understand about banking and don't. I think, and this is probably different from yours, I think the general public understands banking enough to know checking accounts. I need one or I don't need one, other than that 20% that's for Never whatever. Banks, yeah. Yeah. And so I think it has to get into more of why should I bank with you versus what a bank does. And I think the story has to be why should I choose you versus I need a bank. I think it's a different narrative that we're going to move into.
1: Yeah. And I think, well, I mean, this is we're we're doing, a, frankly, a lot of campaigns around this, especially for community banks, why you need a banker. Not I'm going to a lot of detail because we're doing this for clients, but you know, to your point around like financial education or people not for some banks that why you need a banker is because you don't know and you need someone to plug in and, and help, you know, you need a checking account, but you don't know how to save money. Are you, Which seems insane to us, or I don't know how to save up a down payment for a house, or I don't know how to buy a car, or I'm not credit worthy to do that. And then for some people, it is...
0: By the way, without parental help, I don't know how anybody saves money for a down payment on a house.
1: Oh, without them literally giving you some money. Yeah. Yeah. Not just or, telling you or, how. Or,
0: or unless a bank does 100% financing. I don't know how you get out of college. How do
1: you co- have $40,000, 50000 just cash? When you're
0: like 25, I have no. Unless you get a signing bonus from a company that's like unheard of. I, I don't. And, and some people do, but I mean, my it doesn't make
1: like, a lot of sense. I don't know
0: how you. I remember going to buy my first house and I. I think my grandparents helped me. I mean, I don't have any problems saying that. Well, I think you're
1: supposed to sign an affidavit that says, like, because they want it to be like your, like, uh, the bank wants it to be a a byproduct of your wealth. Where
0: am I coming up with $40,000 for a $200,000 home or whatever to get be like PMI? I mean, yeah, where am I coming up with that at that age? I really, I don't even... Now I've heard you could borrow twice, like you borrow But you're not supposed to. And then you borrow... I, I know, I'm just saying, and I don't want to really get into the, the reduction of student loans and all this other stuff the government's doing. I'm like, I'm like, where's the regulation that says you have to have 20%? And if you don't, you can get 5% down, which is still like 10 grand at whatever you're going to buy. Yeah. Or five grand, depending on the house and where you live, I guess. Some markets, five grand wouldn't touch anything. But like, where are you coming up with that money when you're right out of school, you have a student debt... You probably have some other credit card debt. You've had Not, a,
1: you're making the lowest you're probably you're ever
0: going to make in your life.
1: Yeah. I, I, but you're buying this asset that you're supposed to pay for for 30 years.
0: America, as a narrative, tells you it's the dream of home ownership, of being an America. You need to buy a house. Like, you're told this. And yet, the barrier to do it is built for someone who has to have help from someone else. Well, welcome to – let me take you back to a time <laughs> called two thousand
1: pre-2008. No, I mean, it, it. it's tough and I don't understand it, but again, having there, there is a bank that will gain business by helping that first-time homeowner, but that's the thing. That's the tip of the spear. Then the rest of it is that bank that does that, if they're a well-rounded bank, if they have any sort of cross-selling or nurturing, they're only going to have success if then they can turn around and, hey, we got you. You trust us with your mortgage. We really helped you. If you liked our mortgage, you should really like our checking accounts, but dude- Imagine just the the l- layperson, the average American sitting down to choose between a 3% cashback checking account and a 3% APY checking account. Just one like what is APY? And uh, and
0: what was the the joke of there was what was that what was that? Appy. The show though, what what show was it? Where they were like arguing over what it meant or something like that? It was the Saturday Night Live skit when the guy buys the Lexus for the December to remember, and oh, his yeah. wife walks out and she's like, he's like, I only spent $4,000. And she was like, that that's was the down payment. And he's like, yeah, but it's like 1% appy or whatever. And she's like, do you, APY? Do you know what that means? And she's like, no, I don't know. He just, but we got it for $4,000. It's a December to remember. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's take it back right now. And he's like, I need a beer. And his kid's like, it's 9 in the morning, Dad. Yeah,
1: yeah. I do think that's Closer to the average American. Oh, yeah. Um, you know you need a checking account just like, like you know you need to buy a house, but you may not really need to buy a house. So, I mean, I think that that's some of the messaging, the the direct platform that banks can engage their audience. We've talked about it for, I don't know, how long has this podcast been around? 20, 30 years now? Um, In dog years. <laughs> yeah. Marsupial years. Platypus years. Yeah. We've talked about that if you're the bank that can actually plug in and make people feel comfortable banking with you, because banking is uncomfortable.
0: Have you ever done a focus group on PFM's? People don't like them.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it we shows loves, them.
0: We love them, but it shows your vulnerability. Let me show vul- you. Let me show you where you've screwed up. Let in me your show money. you
1: every said. Let's fast forward to that time, you. Killed a frog with your bike in third grade, also, and it haunts your dreams. Also,
0: unless you have an accounting brain and like you're you're wired like that, no one likes budgeting. I, we've done focus groups with 20, twenty, thirty people in different cities. Budgeting is like I don't want to know because I. Well, and and then you look at it, and the funny thing is, is you say, "Well, someone has to like budgeting." And start at the top of the house with the government, and the, and I say narrative all the time about things. Look at the narrative of our government; they never balance a budget. It's we've got a huge national debt, and I don't want to get in the politics of it, but it's like if the people telling you you need to, to do these things need to do these things don't do the things, it's kind of hard to take them seriously. And we can talk about that in a lot of other issues, pandemic, but
1: anyway. Well, there's a, well, there is a certain bank that accidentally wired $800, $900 dollars to the wrong place, and their idea for you is to say, literally, put this on Twitter. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen a bank do. Hey, save your ketchup packets. and That's a way to cut back and save money. A bank, a big old national, I guess this is apropos. Like if I were, their idea to their consumers that they actually put out into the public was one way to save money is to save your ketchup packets.
0: It it was. It's a little rich. It was like. It's a little rich.
1: It was like a parody of wink, like. Wink.
0: It's a Sarah Live skit,
1: except for it. W- Do you
0: remember checks? <laughs> the one about checks. Yeah. And So that was pretty good. Where basically they were talking about how outdated. Checks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. That you don't need them anymore. And it was like checks. I write my name and I write it again and I write the I write the numbers here and then I write the numbers. But
1: here's the thing. Yeah. De- debit cards are a lot more technologically advanced for the banks and the merchant, but they're not a hell of a lot more convenient than just writing a check for the for the consumer. No. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, here's an avatar for money.
0: I'm telling you, but, the, the Zells and the Venmos and PayPals should be, in my opinion, should be way more widely used than they are. Yeah. They're widely used, but like— But
1: not like adoption numbers,
0: and what? But I, what I think makes, that's
1: because a lot of people don't just pay other people what, for stuff. What's
0: crazy though is, is how there's a and look, I wouldn't have known as a kid about money either. But how there's a younger generation who has no clue about it because, like, we have a little we have a little roster of three or four babysitters, and none of them use digital payments yet. They all either have to have cash or a check. Now they, but they have a checking account. Now so it's, is so it's I really can tell by the
1: position of the setting mm-hmm. sun that is the end is near.
0: The end is near of the, the podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we have other things to do that actually...
1: You have a client more call.
0: ...more relevant. Oh, it's with me, so let's just have it on here. No,
1: it's not with you, Joe. Okay. I need you to leave.
0: And so, uh, Yeah, well, you know, I don't have to be a client anymore either. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I guess we have a meeting now. <laughs> anyway. Impromptu meeting. So to wrap up the, the talk, content is going to be more uh, targeted one-on-one. It's going to be in our, what we've talked about here... It's going to have to be more relevant. It's going to, I think, get away from explaining things of of what you do and more like why you should choose, which is a different, a little different narrative. Uh, Also, I think art needs to come back. I think the balance has swung too much from it was the Mad Men days when it was all art. And then it became the quantitative days when it was all numbers. The 80s. In the nineties, I think it has to swing back at yeah. some point to be more like. Or start. Yeah. What's the balance? Like yeah. what? What's the bounce of this? Is again S C shorts may make no I, no sense quantitatively, but qualitatively, it's the one of the best branding things we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things that you know makes don't make any sense quantitatively, but then or quantitatively, but then you know whatever. So well,
1: it, well, it, it does take something. It that, does
0: now though. I mean, people look at it and they're like, No, those numbers are crazy. You're getting off those things.
1: Well, it, well, it does take not only art and science, but skill, like preternatural skill. I mean, I, I, there are people that make bad judgment calls, like, this would be wonderful. No, it's not. Banks, and, and I understand the motivating factor from the top down, boards to, to executives, we have seen the narrative, to use, to borrow your word, play out where someone made a bad decision.
0: And it haunts everyone forever. Yeah.
1: And I think there is so much pressure in the jargon that we use, like efficiency is, is the word we we generally use for this. But it's the avoidance. It's why you hear no so much, like around we, we couldn't figure out compliance. It's not a compliant issue. So since compliance doesn't apply to SEC Shorts, not at Renaissance, but at these other banks, then we just can't even touch it. it. No is better. That The least wrong answer is no. And I think that's why data is so important. Well, if somebody ever calls you on the carpet, for making that decision. Well, all of the data pointed to it being a good decision.
0: But then you build trust and you can do other things.
1: You do, but but making that first step and the first 10 steps is incredibly disconcerting. It is. It's hard to do. And, and I had a client the other day say, I trust you, but I just have to trust you on this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, uh, I mean, it <laughs> okay. And I wanted to make everybody feel better, but it's a good logical, it wasn't even really out there.
0: It wasn't a big risk. No, it wasn't way. a
1: big risk. But still, it was so different from the way that this group had approached stuff. Before, it felt like a big risk. Yeah. And that's why I go back to the blocking and tackling of marketing is get that right, and then the rest of it is is much less risky. The thing we're not saying is it wasn't like we bet all of our chips on on one number in roulette. black 27. And that was SEC Shorts. No, we've
0: done a lot of other content, we, too. Well, that and...
1: And at that time when we adopted it, we had the sort of low risk investment, if you will, before we diversified our advertising portfolio in TV, digital, like direct response stuff. And that's not just because Renaissance had a big bank. I've seen much smaller banks than Renaissance. We've done this for them, balance that budget where you can do both, where if SEC shorts wouldn't have taken off, it would have been a nice little, you know, bump, but wouldn't have. Made anything when wouldn't made a difference one way or the other. So the core blocking and tackling is still very important. And instead of making no decision based on the fact you can't quantify what it will become, is not a good one. And again, when you're chasing, tr- I'm trying to find that silver bullet trend, but I'm trying to find the new thing that is unproven that is proven. You'll you'll never do any advertising. You see me
0: shaking my head right now because I see too many banks going down that path. Which is why I brought it up. Yeah. So, anyway, for the Marketing Money Podcast, I'm John Oxford with Renaissance, and that's Josh Mabus with the Mabus Agency. See ya! Bye!